0: Welcome back to the castle, my dear friends. Oh, where are my manners? I'm sorry. Here's your candle. We're exactly where we're meant to be. We're not going to a room. We're just going to look out this window. Come. Follow my voice. Follow the glow of my candle with the glow of yours towards the even larger light, the silvery light coming from the little bit of moon and stars shining out this large glass window. There is a comfortable seat here waiting for you. I've positioned two soft armchairs here, facing out the window, because I think looking out the window at night is one of my favorite things to do. Come and rest here with me, if you like. It seems like, at night, we're completely alone, doesn't it? It's easy for that feeling to take over when the dark and the quiet comes. Whether city or forest, cellar or tower, wherever we are, when the night comes, loneliness can creep in. But it doesn't have to. I have a little experiment planned for tonight. I was thinking about loneliness, and then a funny little story kept me company. Here, I'll show you. Peer into this window with me. Looking out of it, there is a whole universe of light and life even in the earlier and earlier-arriving evening darkness. The quiet of the trees and the cars purring along the road is deceptive. There are millions of little homes and businesses and restaurants and classes and parties and disputes and sorrows and delights ongoing now. Every car going by holds someone going somewhere with some purpose. Isn't that remarkable? Sometimes I awe at that, late at night, peeking out from what seems to me to be my castle, my solitude, my own little world. I think all the world is asleep, and I am so completely and utterly alone sometimes. But then a car goes by. It's such a little gift to think that there is someone in that car doing something so close to me. I already know so much about them. The people walking out and about below my infamous balcony They're so close, and they're so busy to be out and traveling while I am cozily tucked away in my haunted castle. How remarkable. How extraordinary. Look even farther now. Look across the trees, across the roads, the city lights, to the buildings. Far, far, far away. Focus your eyes on one little point of light. One light. One little glowing window in one little glowing building in the distance. There is a man sitting by a piano in his window. Do you see him? Focus in closer. I know you can see him. He has a pen tucked behind his ear, nestled in his gray hair. His strange necklaces and faded tattoos and interesting black clothes give the impression of an aging rock star Or at least I hope they do, because that is who he is. He is writing a song. Or trying to, at least. But he can't, because you see, he is frozen. Not literally, or at least not right now, not from the cold. He can't think of a song. And it pains him so, not because he wishes to relive his youth, not because he has a deadline to meet, not because he wants more money or more fame, but because he has such a longing inside him, such a desire to sing. He cannot for the life of him discover why, but he wants so badly to sing and play his heart out so that it can bleed for all to hear. Not all, but one, especially. His muse. His elusive and dark and lovely muse that he has never seen, but has always believed in. But he has no song. Tragic. Tragic. He remembers being able to pull them almost out of thin air when he was a young man, full of passion and rebellion and songs crystal clear like his mind. His mind was pure and simple. He wanted to play rock music, he wanted to be a rock star, he wanted money and fame, and so he did.
1: he has it all
0: and he still has the desire to sing and yet that want that longing that desire is lost not gone mind you it's still there it's just lost in a whirling kaleidoscope of chatter in his mind Little notifications going on in his brain, you see. Do this, do that, say this, don't say that, you ought to, you should. And worst of all was, all is well, all is crumbling, all is lost, all is fine, over and over and over. In a chorus of nonsense that so easily drowns out any other music. Thoughts profound and shallow, light and dark fantastical and mundane, thoughts of love and hate, gratitude and resentment, want and satisfaction. All these things we deal with on a daily basis, and if we are wise, learn to allow on their way shortly after they arrive. And his love of his muse, his greatest joy, his longing to sing, That is the light behind the colorful glass. That is each thought that clutters his mind. Those thoughts are projected outward and everywhere so that the pristine white light is always veiled, always filtered and obscured. He wants that clear white light. He knows that if he could reach it, He could write the perfect song through discipline, the one thing he lacked back in his most creative years. He could finally construct a masterpiece with a shining introduction, a sparkling verse, a shimmering bridge, and a chorus to make you weep in its perfection. And then he'll repeat it all just as a gift for the listener. Oh, the song he imagines he should be able to write. Oh, the feelings he intends to make you feel. If only he had something. Alas. Let us return momentarily to his muse, who I mentioned. He imagined her long ago, and she always stayed with him. But if you pressed him, he would not be able to tell you a single thing about her. Other than the fact that he knows she is there. He just knows. She is the one he writes about. She is the one he writes for. She is a secret to only him and us. He's often unsure about whether or not she's real or just a concept artists need to conjure up so that they can guess at feelings of love and adoration and desire and heartache. He doesn't care. He only cares that real or unreal. She seems to have abandoned him. You know what I always say about time? Everybody, let's say it together. There's no such thing as time. Good work, everyone. Well, see, if there's no such thing as time, then there is, somewhere, a story being written about a man who fell in love with chaos. A young man. A young man who sings a song to her to free her. For, you see, she was locked up in chains so that everything could be order and lawfulness and structure and discipline. But if everything was order and lawfulness and structure and discipline, what on earth would we ever sing about? So in releasing chaos from her chains and seeing her in her glorious beauty... Witnessing the power of her passion, the young man sang a song in praise that made her fall in love with him, too. And at the same time as that story is being written somewhere, there's a sequel to it being written in the dead of a winter somewhere. A story inspired by winter. When chaos lost the man who sang the song she loved so well, when the heart she adored so stopped beating and froze to death in the bitter cold of snowy mountains, in a dream she sang and sang and sang so passionately and so desperately and so sweetly that he came back frozen as he was, climbing down her chimney and bringing the greatest gift of all, his self, his heart, his song. It is the singing. It is the longing to sing. It is the love of both the act of singing and the love of one's beloved that brings us To life again. So as chaos is falling in love. As chaos is losing and finding him once again. All at once. All at the same time. For there is no such thing. Simultaneously. She is standing in a small but decadent apartment. In a busy city. With a man who feels entirely abandoned who is longing to sing, who is loving his beloved, but doesn't know how or why or when or if he ever will be able to again. He thinks he needs to focus. He thinks he needs to improve. He thinks he needs to change. He thinks he needs to study or buckle down or fly straight. Tomorrow, maybe, I'll do it, if I get enough sleep and can just finish a few other tasks first. I'll eventually get to that which I live for. Singing. To her. Whoever and whatever she is. She is in the corner of his room looking at her lovely hands that are wrapped up in chains. All the chains she wears against her skin like a great silver gown. Her eyes are fiery and wide with mischief. She looks upon his struggling form as he almost weeps for want of inspiration. It is a blessing she is giving him, you see clouding his mind up with strange babbling thoughts that keep him from focusing on her. Because she doesn't want a song that is built sturdy like a house, brick by brick. She doesn't want a masterpiece with a shining introduction, a sparkling verse, a shimmering bridge, and a chorus to make you weep in its perfection. She just wants him to sing. She slowly raises her hands above her head. We can see her do it, and we can see that she's doing it so slowly so as not to rattle her chains and alert him to her presence prematurely. She has a smile on her beautiful ink-stained lips. She is up to something. All at once she casts her hands down and shakes them, sticking her tongue out wildly and rolling her eyes around. And he finally hears her, leaping out of his seat, brandishing a bottle towards her, crying out in surprise. She laughs in his face so wildly that it almost seems ravenous. She will have her song, and she will have it tonight. In a cloud of smoke, she runs so quickly, chains clattering, out the door, down the hall, up the stairs, up, 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 and up. And he pauses only a few seconds before realizing who he has just encountered. His muse she who has haunted his life and his creative heart. He never dared to imagine her, but he never imagined her like this. He loves her even still, though. He might love her even more for how fearsome she is. So we see that he quickly runs after her, calling something out, begging her, I think. A story has characters that we follow and imagine and sometimes love and, I think, very often identify with. And so we become stories. We are stories. Maybe we always were. He didn't know that he was this man in my legends, because how could he? He'd never heard my stories about chaos. He's just an old rocker in his fancy apartment trying to find his muse once more. But by God, he is going to follow her. Up, up, up the stairs, he follows her to the roof, breathless and clutching his chest as he reaches the top. She is floating a foot off the ground so her chains can dangle as she dances sways gently to a beat only she can hear. Set me free. She begs him. I can't. I don't know how. He answers. Sing me a song. I don't have one. Perfect. (laughs) Sing. You are my love. And you You must must free me. Sing. I'm not. I don't know you. I'm just a guy with nothing left to sing about. No. You are my love. And you must set me free. There's too much going on in my mind. Too much what? Too much chaos. chaos. (laughs) You haven't forgotten me, after all. Seems. I wish I had a song for you Will I do Well, I do Wish I could give my heart away Today Darling, I don't know what I can say to make way for the fire in your eyes. I don't know how I can live if I can't get The song builds and builds on itself, in not just his voice but the voice of those who have come before him, in story and song and fantasy and time. He is all at once the boy in the woods who sang to his imprisoned love, the frozen and the dead returned from the grave to hear her messy, graceful call the artist fighting through the noise of the world to get to the pristine white light of love. The noise in his mind is not so awful as he takes every passing thought of amber or gold-filtered light and turns it to sound, sometimes warm, sometimes cruel, sometimes painful, Always disorganized. It all goes into the pot. It all goes into his song. The more he pours the anarchy from his mind out through his mouth, the more her chains vibrate and hum and glow, and she grins like a jackal. She is getting what she always wants. She wants to be free. She wants to be free. And then, he'll really have something to sing about. The chains burst and fly away from her out in a flowery blast of silver, just as a crash of lightning from our storm-ridden skies peels across the sky and reflects off them all so that it looks like a lovely and enormous silver firework. She is all sharpness and beauty, thorns and roses all in one woman. She lowers herself back down to the roof, lightning crackling even more furiously now as rain begins to pour, but the fire in her eyes only growing. All she wants is an honest song, born of hope and pain, and many, many things, but none greater than love. See? That is what his muse wants. She wraps him up in a sharp embrace. He is himself again. The young man in the legend. The frozen corpse in the mountains. The rock star with one more song to give. He records it in one go with her combing her bloody fingers through his hair. He uploads it without any warning to millions of fans. He turns the computer off. He returns to his window where we first found him. And he sees us, watching him. Suddenly the city disappears and only our window and his are visible in the blackness of this story plain. He wonders if he's a real man somewhere out in the world or just something I made up so that I could talk about chaos again. I am in my own way singing my love for her and for him and for every story that I have felt suspiciously a part of in a never-ending déjà-vu fever dream. He looks afraid for a moment. I think perhaps he sees no one in the window except for two floating candles. Chaos appears behind him and wraps her great arms around his shoulders playfully. He is at first scared, again by all the sharp points of her body that tend to startle but not really hurt. Not in any significant way, but then his eyes roll back into his head as he lets himself melt into her and smiles. He may yet write another song. He may not. There is no planning, just singing. How many of my stories have my protagonists melting into the arms of a fearsome, ancient, knowing thing with a blissful smile on their lips? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. It's just that... Well, I think that's what's happening to me. You write what you know. So, Good night, my friend. Let sleep wrap you up in its arms, too. And I hope you sing it a misty and impromptu song in your dreams. If you remember it, you must sing it to me later. I love those songs. Sweet dreams. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to episode 145 of On a Dark Cold Night. This is Kristen Zaza, and I am she who writes, records, composes music for, performs, edits, yada yada yada. I took a little break last week for my birthday, but am happy to be back into the swing of things as things take a turn towards the fall. We have a new moon coming up soon. What is it that you would like to call in with it? Big pumpkin-spiced thanks to everyone who supports On a Dark Cold Night on a Monthly Basis through Patreon. I'm so grateful, my friends, and send lots of love to you. Every patron who pledges $1 or more a month U.S. gets access to the complete soundtrack, and patrons of $5 U.S. or more get that, a monthly tarot reading video every full moon, and a weekly bonus quick-moment meditation every Thursday. Learn more at patreon.com slash darkcoldnight. Those bonus meditations are also available through a subscription to the Sonar Plus channel on Apple Podcasts. You can join for $3.99 a month by checking out my page on Apple for On a Dark Cold Night, or by searching for the Sonar Network, where you can also get access to other great Sonar Network content. You can also support by buying me one or more metaphorical coffees at coffee.com. I'm actually doing their hashtag coffee challenge this month by trying to reach a goal of fundraising for a new computer, as this little fellow I'm recording on right now is struggling. So if you'd like to help me reach that goal, you can donate one time only without the Patreon perks by visiting ko-fi.com slash darkcoldnight. You can also buy a t-shirt or a hoodie at bonfire.com on-a-dark-cold-night if you're interested in some wearable on-a-dark-cold-night gear. I would also really love if you left me a positive rating and review wherever you like to, iTunes, Spotify, Podchaser, Facebook, wherever you like, I'd really appreciate it. You can follow me on social media, I'm on bluesky now at Kristen Zaza. TikTok at Kristen Zaza, Instagram at Dark Cold Night Podcast, Facebook and YouTube under On a Dark Cold Night, Twitter at A Dark Cold Night. Give me a follow, and if you have any questions you want to hear me muse on or around in an upcoming episode, you can always reach out over social media. I'd love to hear your questions. Thanks so much for joining me this week in this weird and wonderful, lonely little nighttime. I hope you enjoyed your time in the castle. I enjoyed having you. All the best for a fruitful and restful September, my friends. Good night and talk soon. <laughs>